Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we want to continue our discussion on how to give away your faith. How to give away your faith. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Uh, It is a charge that Jesus gave to us in terms of being spiritually attractive and preaching, teaching the gospel, giving men and women everywhere an opportunity to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And once they become saved, we want them to become faithful uh, and active part of a Bible teaching church. And so for this uh, course, we've been dealing with the acronym uh, STUDENT, S. For student or, or um, for studious, T for truth, U for unique, D for dunamis, E for eternality, and then for today's episode, we want to talk about N, which represents the name. But before we talk about the name, just wanted to do a review uh, for eternality. For eternality, we were talking about how God, uh, through Jesus, addresses the issue of the metaphysical, the metaphysical meaning the reality that extends beyond the physical. They are more to this life than just what the five senses can pick up. Uh, God deals with us as a unit from the physical as well as the metaphysical. So we're talking about those things that transcend beyond what you can see what you can hear, what you can taste, what you can feel. They are those things that exist beyond that discipline, beyond that school of thought. So, for example, prayer. Prayer can't be assessed in a chemistry lab. Prayer cannot be uh, quantified by physics. Prayer transcends that discipline. Um, Example, uh, we talk about salvation, we talk about angels, we talk about God. God cannot be uh, totally grasped with the five senses. 
God exists and works not just through the senses, but also beyond the senses. So we're talking about eternality, things such as the soul, the spirit. Those things exist beyond the physical realm, beyond what we can uh, feel, beyond what we can hear, beyond what we can smell and, 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 and taste. It, it exists beyond those things when we talk about the soul, when we talk about the spirit. So we argued uh, in the previous two episodes about the existence of the metaphysics. Um, we talked about a more than physical life that's dealing with the soul and spirit. Then we did the subsequent show on the soul of mankind. And if you missed it, we uh, encourage you to visit our website or to go uh, and Google um, those two titles, A More Than Physical Life or The Soul of Mankind, as we uh, address the eternality of our existence. So for today's episode, the name of Jesus Christ, the name of Christ, this is important. There's no greater uh, topic than the name of Jesus. And by the name of Jesus, what we're saying is, biblically, from a biblical worldview, we're saying that when we talk about the name of Jesus, it's connected to the power of Jesus. The name of Jesus um, is important because God believes in the law of identity. He gave us these laws, these laws of logic. Uh, He gave it to us for a reason. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be uh, necessarily a, a Bible student that's going through seminary to understand this concept. When God created the universe, he gave us four laws of logic, the law of identity, the law of excluded middle, the law of non-contradiction, and the law of logical inference. But it is the law of non-contradiction that I want to unpack. The law of non-contradiction basically states that two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. Let me say it again. The law of non-contradiction argues that two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. This means if I say Jesus is the only way, per John 14 and 6. If I say Jesus is the only way, Jesus himself said he's the only way, and there's no other way to the Father but by Jesus, that is an exclusive statement. Saying Jesus is the only way is not the same as saying Jesus is one of the ways. Again, Both statements cannot be both true. One has to be true and the other one has to be false. If you say both statements are true, you're committing a logical fallacy. So the law of non-contradiction, let me say it again, says two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. And so when we say that Jesus is the only way to the Father, when we say you can't not be saved unless you come by Jesus Christ. We are arguing exclusively for Jesus being the only way. And we can't get it confused with the uh, conflicting statement or the counter statement that says Jesus is one of the ways. There are those in our society who believe in pluralism. 
They believe in many gods. They believe that all religions are equally valid. So if you want to call Christianity a religion, please note this. Christianity argues that Jesus is the only way. The other belief systems are not Christian thought, are not Christian theology. When someone says Christianity is one of the, uh, one of the many ways, they are really um, not fully understanding the law of non-contradiction. So let me explain it this way. In Christianity, we say Jesus is, one, is, is the only way. That's a definite article. The only way. He's the only way to the Father. He's the only way to salvation. He's the only way to heaven. That's what we argue. And there are those in other religions who argue that Jesus is one of the many ways to get to heaven, one of the many ways to get to the Father. That's not saying the same thing. To say that a female is uh, with child and pregnant is not the same as saying that the female uh, is, is kind of pregnant. It, it's not the same. It, it, it's a different argument. It's not the same thing. So when we say Jesus is the only way, we're saying if you confess Christ, if you, if, if, if you use the name of Jesus and uh, you do it with your heart uh, based on what Romans 10 and 9 says, that if, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If, if you are genuine and authentic in your confession of Jesus Christ and you invite him into your heart, he will save you. But it's by the name of Jesus that we're saved. That name is, con- is, is connected to the object, which is Jesus Christ. He is the one that can save. Buddha cannot save you. Confucius cannot save you. Gandhi cannot save you. No other name under earth whereby man can be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. And the name, again, it's a reference. It, it references uh, the Son of God. It references the Son of Man. It references the second person of the Trinity. That name, Jesus, carries weight. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. No other name under heaven by which man can be saved. So the Bible is clear. When we're giving away our faith, we can't leave out the person who can save, the person who can change lives, the person who, has, who can control the soul, not just the body, but the soul. So Jesus Christ is the centerpiece. Jesus Christ is the key. Jesus Christ is the serum. Jesus Christ is God the Son. He's the only one that can save someone. He's the only one that can renew a person's mind. He's the only one that uh, can shape a person's uh, life's trajectory. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. He's the only one. It's not coming by Allah. It's not coming by, again, it's not coming by Charles Charles Taze Russell. It's not coming by Joseph Smith. It's not coming by Mary Baker Eddy. It's by the name of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 24, verses 4 through 5, 
there's a passage that we all need to take a look at. Again, Matthew 24, verses 4 through 5. And Matthew 24, before we get to the highlighted verses, verses 4 through 5, let's give the background. Matthew says in chapter 24, verse 1, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. So the disciples are enamored with the temple, with the structure. Uh, they're, they're enamored by how it's put together. And look how Jesus responds. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that should not be thrown down. And Jesus basically prophesying about what's going to happen in eighty seventy. So then we deal with the signs and times and the end of the age. So Jesus, in verse 3, again, gives a prophetic utterance. He says, now as he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? They're looking for a sign. They're looking for uh, insight on what's going to happen in the future because Jesus has been uh, teaching them about the end days. Uh, He's been giving them an eschatological lesson. So he's, they say, tell us, when will these things be? Remember, they just talked about the stones of the temple being torn down. They, they, they have no understanding or full understanding of how it's going to get done or who is going to get done. But Jesus tells them the destruction will come, which it did come in 8070 uh, after their time. So they want to know when and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. So they want to know when Jesus is coming back because he's, he's been t- teaching them about uh, him having to go and him returning. So verse 4, and Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Verse 5, for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So Jesus is telling them there will be some signs. There will be some things uh, for you to look at that's been prophesied, but that won't be the time. And the main thing I want us to get for this episode is he's, he's letting us know that there will come other, other Christ, meaning that there will come individuals who many of them, that's what verse 5 says, who will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. And that's already started to happen. If you all recall, uh, there came a time where uh, Jim Jones said that he was Jesus. There came a time where David Koresh said he was Jesus. So you have uh, individuals subsequently after the apostles um, who came and said they were Christ. And that's basically fulfilling what Jesus had already prophesied, that there will be those that's coming and saying that they're Jesus, but they're not. They're not the Son of Man. Because in that name carries ultimate power. In that name carries ultimate truth. In that name comes complete uh, imagery and reflection of God the Father. So when we talk about the name of Jesus, it carries with it the power to save, 
the power to heal, that, that Greek word, who gaze, that power to restore completely. That's what the name of Jesus does. The name of Jesus changes our mindset. The name of Jesus changes our appetite for the good. For the, good. the name of Jesus uh, releases the fetters of sin. The name of Jesus carries with it weight. So when we talk about the name of Jesus, let's not uh, play around with that name. Let's not trifle with that name. Let's not use it so loosely that it uses the, uh, the sacred and holy aspect of it. That name is connected to God, the son. That name is connected to the son of man. That name carries with it weight. That name has saved so many people throughout the years, and it's st- he's still saving. So the name of Jesus is distinct. We're talking about Jesus, the son of man, not the, uh, uh, a human name, uh, J- uh, Jesus. We're talking about the son of man. His name is distinct. His name is holy. His name is sacred. So let's remember uh, that Jesus is uh, the one that we're referencing when we're talking about the one that can save. No other name under heaven by which man can be saved by the name of Jesus. Then in Acts 4, there's a passage that we want to take a look at. It's in Acts chapter 4, uh, verses 11 through 3, where we're talking about uh, the name of Jesus. And when we look at Acts chapter 4, If you're able to get your Bible and take a look at Acts chapter 4, we want to take a look at uh, what's going on in the passage. It's important that we are always hermeneutically accurate. We just don't jump into a text without looking at the context. So Acts chapter 4, we're looking at uh, Peter and John being arrested in Acts chapter 4 verse 1, and then... Uh, there, uh, Peter is addressing the Sanhedrin, and then comes our passage, um, verses 11 through 13. Now, as we look at this context, we see that, uh, verse 5, it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, er, uh, elders, and scribes, as well as uh, Ananias, the high priest, and uh, Caiaphas, John, and, and Alexander, and as many were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power, by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become, look at this, the chief cornerstone. This is the stone rejected by Israel that has become the chief cornerstone. Verse 12, nor is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And we'll stop at verse 12. Again, verse 12, there's no other name under heaven by which man can be saved. 
So please, if you're listening, if you are a believer, if you're a Christian, do not allow yourself to be tricked. Do not allow yourself to be fooled by the enemy telling you that you can get saved through uh, scientism, that you can become saved through humanism, that you can become saved through skepticism, that you can become saved through any other anti-philosophy and get to heaven. That's not going to happen. If we want to see God, if we want to spend eternity in heaven with him, we have to come by the sun. That's the key. That's the criteria. Heaven belongs to God, not us. And since heaven belongs to God, he calls the shots. Since heaven belongs to God, he sets the rules and the boundaries and parameters and the criteria for salvation. God is in charge. So if God says, this is my heaven, this is how you get to heaven, you have to come through my son, Jesus Christ, the son of God, the son of man, the monogenous one. If we have to come by Jesus Christ, that's his prerogative because heaven belongs to him. Now, if you say, no, I can get through heaven through Buddha, you will not get to heaven through Buddha. If you say I can get to heaven by being an atheist, I know it it sounds contradictory, but I'm just using this as an illustration. You will not get to heaven just because you're a good person. If you say, um, I'm going to get to heaven through skepticism, no, you will not get to heaven through skepticism because you are a good person and you have a good heart. If you want to get to the Father, you have to first come by the Son. That's the scripture. And God is not changing the criteria for heaven just for us. It's already set. So if we want to see God face to face, we have to come by the name of Jesus. We have to come by the name of Jesus. That's the criteria. That is the criteria. So as we talk about giving away our faith, it's very, very important that we don't leave out Jesus Christ. You can have Uh, all of the best methods in the world, but we can't leave out Jesus Christ as it pertains to our witnessing. Uh, Oftentimes, the reason why I bring this up is because oftentimes people have good strategies on sharing their faith. People have um, all of these nice uh, Bible tools. They have the Romans roadmap. They have the journey through John. Uh, They have the steps to God. They have all of these uh, nice Uh, processes, but yet they never get around to the name of Jesus Christ. They never get around to Christ himself. He is the one we need to highlight. He is the one we need to talk about. He is the one that um, we have to proclaim. So when we talk about uh, giving away our faith, let's not leave out the main ingredient, and that's Jesus the Christ. He's the one that can uh, save us. He's the one that can restore us. So we have to make sure that his name is lifted up. Not my name, not your name, not your pastor's name, but Jesus Christ. He's the one that must be lifted up. And he fulfills the law of identity. Uh, God uh, talks about being a jealous God and he would share his glory with no one. And the reason why we can lift up Jesus Christ's name is because he's God the Son. 
He is the second person of the Trinity. He and the Father are one in purpose and uh, one in holiness, one in divinity, one in essence. And so um, what Jesus does brings glory to the Father. Again, as Christians, we are not worshiping three gods. We worship one God who's revealed himself in three persons. So we pray that this lesson has been a blessing to you. We are praying for all of you that listen to this show. We thank God for you. We ask that you continue to share the gospel with others because we want others to be saved. We want others to get to know Jesus just like we know him. And then we need your partnership. Uh, If you listen to this show, if this show has been a blessing to you, please support the ministry. Please go online to srministries.org and donate. Or you can uh, make out a check to Sound Reason Ministries and mail it to P.O. Box 582-306, El Grove, California, 95758. Again, we are praying for you, and we pray that you are being active in evangelism right where you are. Uh, We have so many people that listen to us from around the globe. So wherever you are, we challenge you to share the gospel with those that may not know Jesus Christ, that Jesus may get all the glory. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this broadcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.